Today on the Johnny Kaberg Show, there are 10 million prisoners worldwide who are locked away and forgotten. Their wives and children are generally ignored and receive little help to recover from their trauma. Do you remember when Jesus said, I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous asked him, Lord, when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it unto one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Today, four million children around the world have lost one or both parents to prison. Many are forced to beg for food or work from dawn to dusk to survive. So how do we obey Jesus and successfully restore prisoners back into their community and help their families? Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. He also said, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. To tell you about the power of the gospel to change lives, my guest today is Morgan Jackson, director of Faith Comes By Hearing, who visited prisoners in Nigeria, Kenya, and Ethiopia, and will tell you how the hearts and minds of hardened prisoners were changed by listening to an audio Bible in their own language. Join us for this edition of The Johnny Kerberg Show. Welcome to our program, John Ankerberg, and my guest is Morgan Jackson. He's the director of Faith Comes By Hearing, who's working with over a million churches overseas. Most of them are nationals. And today I'm going to take you to Nigeria, Kenya, and Ethiopia. And I'm going to take you to different places that uh, you've never seen, maybe even never thought about. We're going to talk about some of the prisons in the world and what's happening to prisoners that are in those prisons. And I want to start off with Nigeria. And so, Morgan, tell me, you visited this place and you met a very interesting person that most of our audience would never meet. So tell me about this man. Well, when you're in Nigeria, it can be a violent place. And there are just a large number of people that are in the prisons. But the prisons are not like ours. They are overcrowded. You have people sleeping on the floor, stacked up, it's hot. And some people are five years in prison before they even have a trial, before they're even convicted. Right. Now what's been happening is there's 500 languages in Nigeria. And working with Wycliffe and the Bible Society, we have been recording the audio drama, New Testament, and Bible in all these languages. We've been working with the churches, and then the churches have connected us to Prison Fellowship International, which is the largest prison ministry in the world. It was started by Prison Fellowship, but it's completely separate. And they, seeing the audio Bible, the Proclaimer, they looked at this big one and said, oh, this is what we need in the prisons. The prison population is the most illiterate population in the world. It's violent, and so they're saying, we can't stay in the prison. But this can't. There's no electricity in these prisons, but this drinks the sun. The batteries recharge 3,000 times. You can hear the whole New Testament a thousand times. And this is loud enough for almost a thousand people to hear. Right. And if you don't see the sun, you can crank it and charge it that way. 
and it's tough. This is made out of the same material you make a football helmet. So this proclaimer has become the tool for Prison Fellowship International. So talking to the chaplain and some prisoners in Nigeria, I spoke to a guy that was from a terrorist group. And so the chaplain had given one of the men, the prisoners, a proclaimer. So he's going from place to place, gathering people to listen. Well, this terrorist realized it was a Christian thing. And so he was a violent man. Christians were on his hit list. So he followed this man around trying to figure out when the, he called him the proclaimer man. Right. When he would be isolated so he can kill him. Right. But he had to get close enough. And so he started overhearing scripture. And in Romans, he heard Paul say, as far as it's possible, live at peace with all people. Well, his whole community lives at war and in conflict all the time. He couldn't sleep at night. Night after night, these words just pierced his heart. And again, because it was in his mother tongue, he had no defense. So finally, after about three nights of no sleep, he went to the proclaimer man and said, how do I accept Jesus Christ? And he accepted Christ. Now, the prison officials, when I'm talking to them, they told me the big deal about the listening of Scripture is that none of these prisoners will admit fault. They will not admit crime. They will not admit that what they did was wrong. And he said, but after they've heard Scripture, when these guys come to Christ and repent, they confess their sin. They actually say, I did this. And then they repent. They're actually sorrowful for their sin. And then they want to make reconciliation, which is completely alien. Now, he was on the outside. When I talked to him, he was free because the transformation in him was so immense that the prison officials advocated for him to be free. And now he's on the outside. Now, the next prisoner I'm talking to is a murderer. And this murderer was on death row in Kenya. Tell the folks what the guards told you when they look into the eyes oh, yeah. of some of these prisoners. Well, I said, what kind of changes do you see in these prisoners? And they, they looked at me and said, these guys in our prison, they're vicious. When you look into their eyes, it's like looking into the eyes of the devil himself. Anybody that offends them, they are visually violent. And they said, when these people hear scripture and actually accept Jesus, they are as serious about their violence as they are about their faith. They go from dark to light. It's complete change from violence to where they turn the other cheek. They're peaceful. They're kind. And they're saying they are serious about it. Now, what was interesting is I asked one of those prisoners, I said, what scriptures do you like in the New Testament that you heard? And one guy said, oh, I like it when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. And he said, I did not come for the righteous. I desire mercy. I came for the sinner. And he said, all of us went, oh, he came for us. But he said, I like John 3 because right. here's a priest. And Jesus is telling him, not only does the sinner have to repent, but you also have to be born again. And if you're not born again, you can't enter. And then the other scripture they all liked, every one of them told me about Acts. And their statement was, almost all the disciples were in prison. They were ex-cons. And so they're saying, we're ex-cons. And so we have the right to become missionaries because the disciples were prisoners as well. And so they're all pleading with proclaimers 
because they want to become missionaries back to the, yeah. their area. Yeah, let's jump to Kenya. And uh, one of the men that you met there had been on death row for 38 years. He was waiting to be hung. Now, so he's on death row. So he's in a separate part of the prison with the worst of the worst. Well, a chaplain had got him an audio Bible and he had come to faith in Christ. And his transformation was intense. Now, they hang you there in Kenya. That's, that's the capital punishment. So he was waiting to be hung. But while he waited, he had this proclaimer and he is ministering to all of the worst of the worst and people are coming to faith. Well, they transferred him to three different prisons all of the time on death row. Each time, because he was connected to an outside pastor, that pastor then would follow him and get a proclaimer to him. Each one of these prisons saw this transformation. They saw how he changed. When he was in a prison, that group of prisoners who were on death row were transformed. And they saw the violence that they were. They saw their attitudes change. They advocated. So when I was talking to him, he was on the outside. Now, what was interesting is this man on the outside is saying to me, please, can I have a proclaimer? Just like the Nigerian ones were. And I'm going, okay. Well, it hit me because I had been talking to the navigators some time ago about their prison work in the United States. And they were telling me that in Los Angeles, the prisoners that are in the prisons there come from five zip codes and they go back to five zip codes. So when I was talking to these prison chaplains and leaders, uh, I asked them, is that true in Nigeria? Is that true in Nairobi? And they're saying, absolutely. So these men, they're saying, when we release them, they're illiterate. They now have their faith, but they're going back to the most violent, drug-infested areas. That's where they live. That's their family. Yeah, so if we can give these men <laughs> that are freed a proclaimer, they will take it into areas That's right. where none of us could get into. And they're connected to a pastor, and they're pleading with me. So I only have a limited amount, John. So I gave them permission for the prisoners I was talking to, for our staff to give them proclaimers to take back. I looked at Prison Fellowship International and I go, these guys are going to be training the missionaries in the prison. <laughs> They're going to take the Word of God out to the most dangerous and dark areas of their cities and country. Yeah, finish the story of the guy that was going to be hung after 38 years in prison. What happened to him? What's the end of the story? Well, he came out. And Why did he come out? Well, he got out because the prison officials saw the transformation. The but guards that were watching him. They watched him and they saw it. The other thing is when they listen to Scripture, Matthew 7, 7 really impacts them where it says, knock and keep on knocking, ask and keep on asking, seek and you will find. And so these guys plead with the Lord and they ask, Lord, free me, release me, give me, give me my freedom. And God answers their prayer. So now he's on the outside and he actually is going back into the prisons, ministering in the prison. So he didn't depart. He's now free, but his love and passion is to share the gospel with the people inside. Talk about the power of God because what you see in movies and television, yeah, they are that evil. And oh, yeah. they would kill you if they got out. Andy Corley told me he just went to a prison in Colombia where there was rioting. And when they went back in, the, the group that had rioted were playing soccer with the heads of their enemies that they had beheaded. 
So for me, I'm excited about Prison Fellowship International. We, we have this extensive work going on, and they're saying, give us more. Yeah. They took us, took Mary and I into a prison in Ethiopia. You took your wife into one of these prisons. <laughs> when, I, when I go to the prisons around the world, I don't ever see this. When you walk into a prison in Ethiopia and you got some five, 6,000 guys in the prison, barbed wired around, but you see a guy with an ax cutting wood, you're going, okay, this is a different kind of prison where a guy's got an ax. But they have to make their own food. They don't get clothing. Their family has to provide it. They showed me where these guys are sleeping, and it, it just, there was bunk beds that went all the way up. It's like the ceiling was 12 feet, and they had like eight bunk beds. Each guy had like three feet by eight feet, and there was 350 guys. So it's not a cell, just an open area. And so they had gotten the proclaimer. They took me to this large, just open place, and it would seat about five, 600 people. And they said that's where they began to use it. Well, I met one of the prisoners, and he was a thief. Yep. He told me his story. He said, when the audio Bible came, he said he was hated. In his community, he was a thief. He got so hated that the judge finally just, his family hated him, his neighbors hated him, they threw him in prison. But he said, in this prison, everybody hated me because I was still a thief. And so I was stealing from the prisoners. So when the listening was there, he did not dare go inside, so he would sit out by the window. But again, this is loud enough that over a thousand people could hear. And so he was hearing the scriptures in the dark outside the window. And he was being drawn to Jesus, oh, but yeah. he had a hang-up. He didn't believe that Jesus could receive a thief like him. So what's interesting is he heard Matthew. But on, in Matthew, the gospel at the end, it says that the thieves railed against Jesus but didn't talk about the one repentant. Mark, same thing, doesn't talk about the thief on the cross repenting. So he's seeing these thieves die. He's seeing this happen. He wants to accept Christ. He doesn't believe it. Then he gets to Luke. Now in Luke's gospel, one of the disciples saw the thief on the cross turn, rebuke the other thief and say to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus turns to him and says, Today you will be with me in purity. Well, when this guy heard that, he went, this thief must be a whole lot worse than I am because they're putting him on a cross. And if Jesus would forgive him, he would forgive me. So at that moment, he then had the faith to accept Christ, came to faith in Christ. And he told me that his life was so transformed that the prisoners will make things and they're allowed to send some trusted members of the prison out to the market to sell them, to make some small monies that they can then buy things they need. And he said, I am now so trusted in the community that I am one of those. <laughs> and everybody knows that not a dollar will be missing from what they have. Yeah. What it is, it shows the power of the Word of God when they hear it. It's so hard for people to understand that the toughest sinners, God can reach them. God can change them. And the guards are seeing this, uh -huh. and the guards themselves are coming to Christ as a result of watching the prisoners that they thought there was no hope for them. Each one of the prison uh, heads of the prison, I was meeting with the heads of the prisons, and each one of them told me that their guards were standing around the listening group and listening and being changed. And they made the confession that sometimes their guards are more evil than the prisoners themselves, violent, uh, they're taking bribes. One of the, the guys said, listen, we have 6,000 people in our prison, 
but we only have enough proclaimers for 900. And our guards want it, and their families want it. Can't we have one or two for our guards? But we have all of these 5,100 that don't have. Another one said, we only have one proclaimer and 13 wards. And so we can't leave it, so 300 in each one. So what we do is every week or two, we take the proclaimer from one and we give it to the next cell block. And he said the mourning and the sorrow and the anguish from those they take it from is just intense. And they're saying, please, can we have one for every cell block? So I'm looking at Prison Fellowship Internationally, and they're telling me we have 116 offices. Our goal is to see 20% of all the prisoners of the world listening to the Word of God. And, and the thing that you commented on is, see, when the Word of God is heard, it's like this terrorist. It's in the mother tongue. It's what we call umbilical. It enters into them before they can resist it. So like this guy, it's in and you can't get it out and it keeps banging around in your mark because the Word of God pierces to the dividing line of soul and spirit. It cuts to the intent of the thoughts and intent of the heart, soul and spirit. And so when they're talking, I'm like, oh, I'm with Prison Fellowship International and I'm saying, we want to see every single prison in the world, every single cell block having at least one proclaimer. Today we have recorded 1,900 languages where you have scripture in literally every language that's needed in the prison. And each proclaimer can hold four languages. Yeah. Here's the thing is we got 116 different nations. We've got many prisons in every nation. In every prison where we've brought audio proclaimers, they say, we need more. We've got 13 wards and they only have one proclaimer and they pass it around and the fact is it takes forever for them to get back. And it would change lives. And these people, when they go back to where these little spots where they came from, they would bring proclaimers to them. They would bring light into the darkness. So we need a ton of audio proclaimers. And I would think our audience would want the very people we're talking about to come to know Christ, but we have a very special offer right. for this program for people that'll give an audio proclaimer to obey Jesus, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, even to people that are criminals. Well, and, and this is one of the things. When you stand before the Father, He's going to ask you, when I was in prison, did you visit me? And one of the things I love is that Prison Fellowship International allows me to say, yes. In fact, I visited you with Jesus Christ, the Word of God, in your own language. Now, when somebody gives $500 to provide one proclaimer, we have an anonymous donor that is saying they'll match it. They'll match proclaimer for proclaimer. You get two proclaimers. Well, I was staying with a friend over this weekend, and he loves John Ankerberg, and he loves the Word of God. And his statement, him and his wife said, we'll provide a third. So if somebody gives for one, We'll match proclaimer for proclaimer. So your gift of one, we'll provide three. So in that prison where they were saying we have 13 wards and only one, if you give $500, that means three will go. Now, if you gave $2,000 where you gave four, then that would give 12. So that prison that has one and 13 wards, every ward would now have one. That's what we need. And so that's what we're looking. Your gift of one will be matched with a gift of another proclaimer will provide actually a total of three. Yeah. The thing is, 
Christians that think about the guys that are in these prisons, it's not just the guys, it's women oh, as yeah. well. Women prisoners. They've come to know Christ. And what we're talking about here is the very power and the love of God. God so loved the world. The motive for God getting involved in the world is right there in John 3:16. God so loved the world. And that means the very worst as well. We're all sinners. There's some that are way at the bottom. But the fact is, God loves them and can forgive them and change them. And he sent his own son to die on the cross and paid for their sins. And he's waiting to give them the gift of salvation and freedom from their sin and their guilt. Well, and I need more than just the prisons. These prisoners have captured me because, they, you know, again, in Acts, they said, all these guys were ex-con. Paul was a murderer. And so one of the greatest evangelist church planners was a murderer. I want to be a church planner, but I'm illiterate. Give me this. I'll go back to the area of, of murder and violence and drugs where you can't go. I'll take this, but I'm illiterate. I, I know it. I've been trained. I've been two or three years in the prison. I know the Word of God. I can preach it. But my people are illiterate. Can you provide this? And I, I would like to provide thousands for the prisoners. So prison fellowship will actually provide a seminar. We'll take these murderers and rapists and thieves and have them transformed and give them a proclaimer to go to the darkest places in all the world. Yeah. Folks, would you like to see this happen? Maybe some of you that are watching right now, you're in prison or you've been in prison and you're out. So you really know what we're talking about. And you know people that are your friends that need an audio Bible. And you could provide one. And I hope that you'll take this to heart and realize you could give God's Word to somebody that desperately needs it and there won't be any change in their life until they hear the Word of God. Now, I want to say thank you for joining us today. And if you'll stay tuned, I've got a personal word for you in just a moment. Stay tuned. John will be right back. Thanks for joining me today. Why are the 10 million prisoners in prisons around the world so important to Jesus? It's because he came to earth and died and paid for their sins and wants them to know him personally and transform their lives. Today, we have two very generous donors who care very much about reaching men and women in prisons in our country and around the world. And both of them have promised to match every audio Bible that you give today. Here's how it will work. If you give a gift of $500 for one audio proclaimer today, a special donor will match your gift by adding one more audio proclaimer for a total of two audio proclaimers. Then another special donor will add one more audio proclaimer to your gift, making it a total of three audio proclaimers you will be providing. So your gift of $500 for one proclaimer matched by both donors will mean you actually will be giving a total of three audio proclaimers. If you give a gift of $1,000 for two audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by our two special donors and you will really be giving six audio proclaimers. And if you give a gift of $2,000 for four audio proclaimers, your gift will be matched by both of our donors 
and you will be giving, listen to this, 12 audio proclaimers. And others of you, if God leads you to give a larger gift for more audio Bibles, whatever size your larger gift is, each device will also be matched by our two special donors. Then, for the guards, if you give a gift of $30, your gift will also be matched by both donors, and you can provide three micro SD cards for guards who can insert them into any cell phone, even if they're not connected to the internet. And it will immediately let them hear the whole New Testament in their own language and allow them to watch the Jesus film. If you give a gift of $60, your gift for guards will be matched by both our donors and you can provide six micro SD cards. Then third, if you wish to provide the guards one micro SD card and one Bible stick, for a gift of $100. Your gift will be matched by both donors and will provide three micro SD cards and three Bible sticks. Now, Bible sticks are personal digital players that are battery powered and come loaded with an audio Bible and earphones so that guards can listen to the Bible privately. Both the micro SD card and the Bible sticks are very wanted in prisons around the world. And your gift will also help us present the gospel on TV overseas in extremely poor countries where people can watch, but they cannot give. So if God leads you to provide one, two, three, or four audio proclaimers to reach people in prisons in over 100 countries who have never heard the gospel in their own language, or you wish to provide three micro SD cards for guards to put in their phones along with three Bible sticks so they can listen to the Bible privately. If you live in the United States, please call us right now at 1-800-805-3030. That's 1-800-805-3030. And you may call that same number any day this week, 24 hours a day. Or you may give your gift at our website at jashow.org where we have a secure place for you to give your gift. That's jashow.org. Then, if you live in Canada, would you please call us at 1-866-746-5803? That's 1-866-746-5803. Or you may give your gift at our Canadian website at jashow.ca. That's jashow.ca. And folks, when we receive your gift, we will send you a receipt and a personal thank you. Then folks, our outreach into other countries is growing so fast. As a 100% viewer-funded ministry, your non-restricted gift supports the production of a number of ministry programs and purposes, including among them the broadcasting and expansion of the airing and production of The John Ankerberg Show in the United States and international markets. The John Ankerberg Show, thanks to you, now broadcasts to potentially 4.5 billion viewers in more than 200 countries and territories. And I believe the Lord will use your gift in a great way to reach people with the gospel.